Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you haven't connected with us over on Instagram or Twitter, it is at NFTs, number four, newbies. Again, NFTs for newbies. We post a lot of behind the scenes stuff, some extra tips and tricks and education around this crazy world of Web3 and NFTs. Find us on Instagram or Twitter, NFTs for newbies. Hey, y'all, so listen, we've already covered how your wallet's about to get hacked. Okay. Did you listen to that episode? It's linked up in the show notes. But now we're going to talk about hardware wallets. We're digging in right now. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Hardware wallets are devices specially designed to securely store private keys. They are considered safer than desktop or smartphone wallets, mainly because they don't connect to the internet at any point. These properties significantly reduce the attack vectors available to malicious parties as it means that they can't tamper with this device remotely. That comes from Binance Academy. Y'all hardware wallets, they are a key component to this whole blockchain ecosystem. Before you start clicky clicking off saying this is boring, I don't want to hear all this. We're trying to help you. We're trying to get your stuff secure so people don't steal it because it's a lot of work learning this whole world. And I can't imagine like actually building up your wallet and then it's gone one day. And that happens to people, Richard. Yeah. So like last episode, we covered how the most common ways to get hacked. And that's why we're going over this. I'm going to be straight up. I've had a hardware wallet for months. And the very thing that I have heard and read and known to be safe was a thing that I did not plug into my computer because I was scared something was going to happen. Yeah, we've had one too. And it's actually a really, it's not an easy thing to figure out how to do. Well, I'm going to break it down since I did it. And I think it will be easier and less intimidating. But like, let's just first real quick, I'll go over how it's used. Since hardware wallets are offline at all times, they must be used alongside another machine. Because of the way they're built, you could actually I don't know why you would do this, but you could even plug it into an infected PC or smartphone without any risk of the private key leaking. Sounds like something I would accidentally do. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's like, you plugged it into the wrong one. I'm like, I'm sorry. So there. And then it interacts with the software and allows the user to view their balance or make transactions. Basically, Heather, if you've seen, I know you've seen it, when you've gone to connect your wallet online and it says sign, and you know, you have to click on the blue bubble that says sign and it confirms that it's you or whatever, you're going to kind of go through the same process with a hardware wallet. I will get into it. But first, let's talk about some of the types of wallets, even though we're just going to cover hardware wallets, but just so other people know. Too many wallets, man. Too many stinking wallets, of course. Online wallets, right? So an online Bitcoin wallet, it's a website, it's an app that stores your keys on a server. Okay, so we all know about that. You have software wallets. Okay, so software wallets are applications that you actually install on your computer or your smartphone, which I always laugh people say a smartphone because all phones are True. smart right now. Right your now. Phone, okay, your computer or your phone. <laughs> And they store your keys on your local device or your flash drive. Okay, so we have your online wallets, we have your software wallets, but I got two more for you. 
real quick if you guys weren't picking up what she's putting down that's that's what we have like that's what you've we've that, talked about with are. y'all metamask right yeah and so there's these things called hardware wallets obviously which this episode is about and that stores your keys on a piece of hardware that has been designed specifically for transactions and then lastly is paper wallets you know, you'd be giving your dad a paper wallet when you don't <laughs> like him. They are physically printed versions of your private and public keys. Paper wallets usually also contain QR codes of the keys to make it easy to use them. And full transparency, Rich, I've never seen a paper wallet. Kind of what I'm assuming it is, is it's is it kind of like that like metal piece that you engrave everything in and you wear on your neck? No, I, I didn't imagine that, but I, I don't know. I've never heard that term. I know paper hands, but not paper wallets. So I don't even know. Uh, but this just goes to show you how much like we did not know about some of this stuff. Well, I mean, in fairness, newbie, 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 listening to this and being retro newbies, why the hell would we have known any of this? Why would we have needed any of this? I mean, we've just had our debit cards and our freaking wallets. True. This whole stinking time and this whole world has been going on. So we're playing catch up. This is um, years and years of people who've been in this uh, this world. And this isn't something you would know. This is good. I'm glad you said that because this is a barrier to entry for a lot of people. Like we, we, we've talked, we've, we've kind of like, quote unquote, consulted with some people. And we're like, look, if you don't plan on teaching them or at least guiding them to our podcast, then it's going to be overwhelming. That's why we broke down like, how to buy something on OpenSea, like how to set up your MetaMask or whatever, because those things alone are enough to be like, I'm doing a 180, I'm out. For good reason. This is a lot of crap. And it's scary too. Yep. So now you're in the game and now now you got us telling you, oh, hardware wallet because all these malicious attacks. But this is actually huge. No matter how boring, I don't give a shit what you say, like no matter how boring it is, you don't want your stuff ripped off, period. And there's just so many people trying to figure out ways to do it. And think about this. If you're new to the show, Rich and I, the whole point of this is we're documenting our own process and our own journey of learning. And we're just now around 80, 90 something episodes in, and we're just now getting into like hardware wallets and stuff. I mean, here's the truth, because we're not like crazy NFT people who are like doing it all day long every day. Um, When you're first starting off, you don't have to learn all this stuff. I'm not financial advice, but you're just getting a NFT here and there, this is a natural progression. So if you're getting to this point where you're getting a hardware wallet, Rich, I'd be saying you'd be my NFT intermediate or something. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs Simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. Well, look, I'm going to tell you guys 
I unwrapped my Ledger Nano S for this episode. I was like, fuck it. Like, I got to do this for them. So I did it. And I'm going to tell I just have like little one liners of everything that happened. So you can kind of know what to expect. Okay, so I'm just going to explain it as it happened. It's not going to be insanely detailed. I just am I'm going to recount it. So first things first, and this was just something a couple things I read right as uh, as I was plugging it in. Cryptocurrency cares about your private key, not you. And I think we've talked about this before. Like if you if you're not clicking on DMs or anything, but you're the victim of like a hack, you're just a number. No one's going after Heather Parody. Like no one, no like it, no one cares, right? No one cares about me. Like, like you're just a number in algorithm. So it just kind of happens. Like ding, ding, ding. You won the lottery. I'm stealing all your monies. Crypto transactions cannot be reversed. So again, like how many times have we talked about this? I think I mentioned in the hacking episode that there was a $320 million ripoff. Now that was a hack that actually became public and that person was identified and that person returned it, but it was not like the transaction was reversed. It was its own transaction. Like, here you go, I'll give you your money back since I fucked y'all up. So just know that it cannot be reversed. Like there's not like a local authority or you cannot, you cannot escalate this to anyone really. Okay, private key always remains on the device. Okay, so that was important for me to know. It's like, cool, it's going to stay on the nano, no problem. It's safe from hackers. You know why it's safe from hackers? Is because it's not online. It's not on software. It's not, it's not in a place where people are constantly searching to take it. So the private key always remains on the device. So Ledger is a, a brand I mentioned. So I have the Ledger Nano S. Uh, Heather, there's like three of them, all with varying differences in uh, how much crypto they can accept or how many different types of crypto they can accept. Like, I think you and I are pretty much just in Etherland, but we don't have like 20 different or 40 different types of crypto, right? Like, that's where you would probably look into getting, uh, be getting something else. They give you three sheets when I open the box and it has my 24 word recovery phrase. So they give you a sheet so you could write it down and then you go ahead and do it. But first, before that, you know, you're plugging it in, you're setting it up, and it's just this little tiny ass screen on a little thumb drive, and you just click one direction or the other, and there's two buttons on top that you press simultaneously to confirm something. So it's like, is this a setup? Double click or tap, tap, confirm. Yes, okay. So then you got to assign a pin. Very, very simple to do. You just move numbers up and down and then, you know, move it over just like you're entering your Netflix password or anything like that. I got my 24-word recovery thing, and I wrote it down on all three sheets, in a row so it wouldn't disappear. And then, this is a really interesting part. I love this part. So then it goes through the 24 words again, Heather, and it makes me confirm it. So it goes word one. Snake, dog, tree, flower. You have to select the one it is. Do you know uh, what I'm saying? This is okay. just in the setup. So you have to yeah. select the one it is to confirm that you wrote it down right, essentially. Okay, so I, I thought that was actually a cool feature. Blah, blah, blah. So then I verified all that. And then it says, I will never forget this. It's in bold. If lost, stolen, or forgotten, all your assets will be immediately lost. And I'm just like, Dang. very well. So no I have a little thing going on. But now it's, it's connected to my computer. But now what? You have to install what's called the Ledger Live app. Obviously, officially from Ledger. So you will go to ledger.com and then you will find where it says Ledger Live and you will download that app. That app is going to be what talks to your little thing. That's it. You connect the two, choose a blockchain. This is the interesting part. In order to use Ledger Live, you have to kind of pick the blockchain that you're using or blockchains that you're using. Now, this, Heather, is a real important distinction. 
We have not mentioned anything about NFTs yet. This is just about money right now. This is just about what do you have? What do you plan on buying? And what are you into essentially? This is so you could pick Soul, you could pick ETH, you could pick like all of them. And there was a ton of options. I was like, okay, when are we getting into NFTs? When are we getting into NFTs? I don't care about any of this. So either way, I had to install uh, the ETH app on Ledger Live. So I'm on Ledger Live. I'm, I got my Ledger Live as the app. Then I have to select the blockchain. And in order to select the blockchain, you have to install that app. So let me just rewind really quick because that was probably kind of nuts. Now that I have my USB thing set up, I get the Ledger Live app. The Ledger Live app is required and it requires you to select a blockchain. Whatever blockchain you select, there's an app within Ledger Live that you select as well. It's really freaking semantics. It's really not a big deal. Don't be scared about that, but it's normal. This is where we get into the NFT part. I open MetaMask, okay, and I look at your existing wallet, and you find a way to connect a hardware wallet. Now, Heather, you have MetaMask, and you have your NFTs in there right now, and you have your stuff. When you plug this in, you have to create a new account. So you're going to have an additional MetaMask account, and it'll automatically be named Ledger. And then you could change it to whatever you want, but you'll know it's Ledger. So what I read or the research I did was people eventually had their account one and then their Ledger account now once they finally got this little thing. Then they moved everything over and I'll talk about that in a second. And they named that top one, do not use. Okay, they're like, do not use this anymore. Do not use this online wallet anymore or do not use a software wallet anymore because I'm going to make sure it's a reminder. All, I, all these YouTube videos, people did the same thing. She's like, I'm always going to use Ledger no matter what because my private keys are safe. So you have to, I'm just giving you guys a heads up. You're going to have to set up a new MetaMask account. Um, I think I have two accounts as it is anyway. Now I have three. I was like, no, man, I don't want a new account. And if you don't have a MetaMask account or whatever account wallet, then you could set one up on a different wallet if you want. Okay. Uh, and last thing uh, that's important to know is assets are on the blockchain, not on the ledger. Okay. All this is doing, and I cannot believe it took me to the end to realize this. All it is doing is just keeping your private keys safe. Your private keys are obviously your 12-word seed phrase. In this case, your 24-word seed phrase. And that's it. Your stuff's still going to be online. And the reason this is really important to know is because if you lose it, you could still access your stuff on the blockchain. You could still verify your stuff on the blockchain. So your NFTs aren't in this physical no. ledger. No. Right. So if, if, if my kid, which would happen, ate it or buried it or whatever, did something with it, then I'm not completely screwed because it's not physically in the ledger. Correct. It's on the blockchain and you can get accessibility to it with a seed phrase. Okay. So that's, again, that's why you still write it down. Like this does not solve the problem of like not writing your shit down. Like this is a safety measure, but you also have to have it written down so you could access it. You could go onto Ledger Live and then access it there. Like you will literally just go in and type in your seed phrase there. So again, everything's on the blockchain, not on the ledger. The ledger is simply designed to keep your private keys safe. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention was the whole NFT part. And I'm sorry, there's not like a ton I could give you on the NFT part. This may be a separate episode, but I have not done it yet. That's why I don't want to comment on it. But all I have to do now is essentially transfer. Okay, I'm going to transfer all the NFTs from my existing wallet to my ledger wallet when it's plugged in. And then voila, there they are. And then I'm going to rename my other one, do not use or burner wallet or starter wallet or whatever. But ledger is going to be the one. 
Okay, so I know that was uh, long. I think it was simple enough, but do you have a better understanding? If you have a better understanding, then I think the listeners will too. Yeah, totally. So this, I'm going to recap, not going through all the steps or whatever, but when you get this hardware wallet, the thing that stuck in my head is that it cares about the keys. It doesn't care about you. Its entire purpose is to keep your private keys safe. Now you're still going to have to physically write them down somewhere, but it is a kind of a backup measure. It, it stores it. And so the the main thing that I took away from that is that you're still going to have to, when you plug it in and you transfer your assets, whether it's crypto or NFTs, you're going to have to create a separate wallet account. And all that is still stored on the blockchain, but you do not keep I mean, I guess it's up to you, but it's recommended not to keep any of your assets anymore into your online wallet. Yeah, exactly right. So thank you. You make me you make me feel like I did a decent job. Well, you did a good job thank teaching. You. See? So the yeah. not the caveat, but what I noticed with some people in our circle is they say if it's worth X amount, potentially, then it's on their ledger. If it's anything else, they just keep it there. And I think the reason they keep it there is because let's just say it's 0.5 ETH, and maybe they have like 10 NFTs that are worth 0.5, a few that are worth 0.3. Those can be like just quick flips if they need it. You know what I'm saying? Be like, I'm just going to sell this real quick because I need some money, or I saw this, I'm going to sell 10 of these so I could get one of those, which is worth 5 ETH or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So it just keeps... Yeah, so I think that's the only reason they do that. But there you go. So we're not affiliates with Ledger or anything like that. It's literally just kind of like the, the 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 standard, kind of like OpenSea is the standard for the marketplace. But in the last two episodes, Heather, we covered some scary shit and some protective measures. And like, what's your take on this as we close out here? I think the advice that we've given from the very beginning is still the most solid, which is just to ease your way into everything and get a better grasp. Because I don't think I would have been able to understood anything that you just said, if I hadn't first learned online wallets and really got versed in that, or I would have been completely lost. So if this is your first time in the NFT space and you joined us at this episode, I'd encourage you to go back and uh, learn some of the basic stuff because I, I don't feel like I'm a complete, complete newbie, but that's still a lot for me. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll close with this. And then we got our question that I will read to you. The fact that I've had it and it was sitting here, it was an irrational fear right? Like I was rationally fearful when we were first starting to buy stuff, Heather, like, you know, when we were like starting to move thousands of dollars. So there's that then transacting on the interwebs and all that stuff. This was an irrational fear that something that's designed to help us protect our assets was somehow going to harm me. But now I kind of see it. I'm glad I did it. So if you've been on the fence or whatever, I think these are very affordable. I think they're less than $100 or just over $100 maybe. But if you have even $1,000 worth of crypto, it's one-tenth of the cost of that. And if you have more and multiple thousands of dollars worth of NFTs or crypto or anything like that, I would definitely suggest to get one because I could tell you I have a feeling of relief for sure that I'm like, okay, I think I get it now. I'll keep my stuff safe. And we've said it before, we'll say it again, make sure that you're buying these from credible sources, the actual website and not from eBay or your friend Patrick down the road, because people will be hacking into that kind of stuff too. All right. Here's a random question of the day. What was the last photo you took? I'll get my phone out too. It was my girls on Easter. Easter was yesterday. And uh, we split up their Easter egg where the older one got the backyard, the younger one got the front yard. Oh, smart. So they wouldn't fight. So we had two Easter egg hunts. <laughs> what about you? 
I'm glad you did. The last thing I have is a screenshot of prices for Hilton Orlando, which I was going to send you um, and just be like, because we got PodFest coming up soon. Uh, Heather and I are going down to Orlando yeah. to speak. And I was like, damn, these are more expensive than I thought. So I screenshotted it to send you to be like, what do you think? We should flip some of our NFTs and pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the last actual picture I took was a top looking down at a family dinner last night for Easter as well with Everyone in there, my parents, my girls, my beautiful wife, my aunt, and then I'm never in the pictures no more. Awesome. But yeah, that's it. Yay. So. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much for everything you've done for us. You know where to find us on Tuesdays and Thursdays on the Instagrams, 3 p.m. Eastern. Heather, where else can they find us or join us? Discord. Discord, Discord. We have some fun stuff planned over the next few weeks. So make sure that you're hitting us up there. It's linked up in the show notes. We love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye.